Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 through 12, called The Restrainer and the Strong Delusion. The word restrains is K-A-T-E-C-H-O in the Greek. It's neuter in verse 6 and masculine in verse 7. For the mystery, and this is clouded in some mystery, of lawlessness is already at work, only, notice, he who now, there you have the masculine, restrains, will do so until he's taken out of the way or taken out of the middle. So this man of lawlessness who's going to make an appearance is being restrained. And so uh, I mentioned to you that there were people like Justin Martyr, Hippolytus, Hippolytus, Tertullian, Cyril of Rome, Jerome, who wrote, who translated the Latin Vulgate, Ambrose, Chrysostom, all held this view. The consensus of the reformers, Luther, Huss, Calvin, Tyndale, and others, all held that it was the Roman Catholic Church led by the papacy. And uh, you're going to see in a moment that there's going to be counterfeit miracles that happen. And some have argued, and I'm, I'm not convinced that this view is right, but I'm just laying it out to you so you're aware that there have been uh, at least alleged miracles within the Roman Catholic Church. And in order to become a saint, you had, have to have done at least one miracle. And you guys have heard some of the different spots where miracles alleged to have happened. The more recent one I can think of is uh, apparent manifestations of the Virgin Mary in Medjugorje, Yugoslavia. They've been investigated by the Catholic Church, by the Evangelical Church, there's these kids that said that the Virgin Mary floating off the ground began to appear to them. They called her the Madonna. And uh, unfortunately, as the apparitions went on, the appearances or alleged appearances of this entity, the entity began to tell these young people that all religions lead to God and that you just have to be sincere and whatever you believe is okay. And you can see how problematic that is. So whenever anything happens, we have to measure it by our Bible. Now, um, I mentioned to you there's, a, there's been a major view that's gone around. It was popularized by somebody named Darby, who really was involved with something called dispensationalism. And he, he believed that the Roman Empire was the fourth beast and that the Antichrist would come out of that empire. But he said, at the bottom, the presence of the church and the Holy Spirit on the earth is the restraining influence. Some believe that the restrainer, keeping this man of lawlessness from being revealed, and most would equate him with the Antichrist, is the rule of law, generally speaking, just law itself, Roman law or some other law to keep order. Some believe, I'm giving you just a handful of the major views, that the restrainer is God or the angels delaying the coming of Christ. Some have suggested the Father or the Holy Spirit is, is the restrainer. An angel makes more sense for how could God be removed or taken out of the way? That seems odd. Some believe that the restraining factor was the preaching of the gospel and that the restrainer was the apostle Paul using the neuter and the masculine, the preaching of the gospel and Paul being the masculine. 
Jesus did say in Matthew 24, 14, this gospel must be preached to all the nations and then the end will come. So some people believe that. B.B. Warfield thought that it was the Jewish state. Some believe it's the church. And finally, some believe that maybe an evil power or Satan is holding sway on this mystery of lawlessness being revealed since he is Satan's agent. Interesting, lot to consider, right? Some of your heads already hurt. You already need a donut. You already need a cup of coffee. I, I feel you. I've been studying this stuff for a long time, so my head hurts as well. But there is a restraining influence keeping back this man of lawlessness. And I've, over the years, I've played a lot of racquetball, and I'll give you an illustration so you might kind of grasp the concept. In racquetball, there's something called a hinder. And if you are on the racquetball court and you have a clean shot and another player steps in front of your clean shot, you call a hinder. If you don't like the person, you hit the ball anyway. <laughs> I remember some years ago, I was playing with a guy from the church. He's a great guy. He was newer to racquetball. He was wearing these little short tennis shorts. And uh, Pastor Michael tends to hit all balls relatively hard. Racquetballs, golf balls, they don't always go where I intend them to go, but I swing hard. It's just my, in my nature. So he had set up in front of me, and I hit a shot, and I was looking away. And right when I hit it, I went, oh, no. And it hit him right in the back of the thigh. He had, for the next six months, about every color on the spectrum that manifested in his leg. And I had to see him every Sunday. And he would come with a different limp every week. <laughs> and he would show it to me. Look what you did to me. Hey, it changed. It's a different shade of this now. I'm like, whoa. I said, well, if you wouldn't have hindered me, <laughs> it's your fault. Not my fault. This is the concept of the hinder. Something is in the way from something else happening. Just simply put. And that is the, the idea. Now, I want to show you something that's kind of interesting and it's something I've dug out over the years. Um, and it's found in the book of Daniel. And as you turn there, hold your place in 2 Thessalonians. And we're going to look at a few parallel passages. Here's what I want to show you. There is a view that says that the restrainer is an angel namely Michael. I like him. But anyway, that's not relevant here. But This is Daniel 10, verse 12. Then he said to me, Don't be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart on understanding, Daniel 10, 12, this, and on humbling yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, a demonic power, was withstanding me, for 21 days. Then behold, Michael, the archangel here, one of the chief princes, interesting description, came to help me. For I had been left there with the kings of Persia. Now I've come to give you understanding of what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision pertains to the days yet future. Now skip down to verse 21 for the sake of time. However, I will tell you that what is inscribed in the writing of truth, yet there is no one who stands firmly, the word means who restrains or stands strong with me against these forces against, except 
Michael, notice what he's called, Michael, your prince. Now, whose prince is Michael? Well, Michael is the prince for Israel. And you may not have seen this before, but it would seem as we study angels and we study the idea of principalities and powers that they have regional responsibilities. And this is a whole different study I can't get into now. But it would appear that Michael's regional responsibility is Israel. And notice how this unfolds. We're going to go all the way to Daniel 11. We'll pick it up, the very last verse of 11 into 12. And he will pitch the tents of his royal pavilion. Many believe that this is the Antichrist. Between the seas, that would be the Mediterranean and Dead Seas, and the beautiful holy mountain, that's the Temple Mount. Yet he will come to his end and no one will help him. Now at that time, and I believe here in the middle of the last seven seven years, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, notice this confirms his role, he stands guard over Israel, will arise. That word arise in the New American Standard is amad in Hebrew, A-M-A-D. The word is translated stand still or cease to guard. At that time, I believe in the middle of the 70th week, Michael will stop his restraining influence. And notice, there will be a time of distress such as has never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be rescued. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake. These to everlasting life, but others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. Now, there is no doubt that the passage I just shared with you, moving into Daniel 12, is the last day's passage because it specifically talks about the resurrection. And I will tell you this, with all the conjecture about the identity of the restrainer, I just showed you a parallel passage that is a pretty strong passage that the restrainer may well be Michael, the archangel, at least restraining anything happening terribly in Israel where we believe that the major issues will be happening in the last days. Amen? Anyway, you don't have to agree with me, but I find it compelling because the other views that I've heard, even though largely held by the early church or picked up by the reformers back to 2 Thessalonians, uh, doesn't mean they're right. Now, they could be right. But it could well be Michael. That Michael is holding back. Remember, he even has the power to defeat Satan in Revelation 12, I believe. And so he's, he's been uh, doing some sort of restraining if that view is correct. Whatever the correct view is, what we do know is that there's some restraining influence that could be rendered both neuter and masculine that is holding back the revealing of this man of lawlessness. This mystery of lawlessness back in chapter 2, verse 7, has already been working just like the uh, Antichrist has already been in the world and will ultimately be manifested in, in a final Antichrist. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
I'm Rob Newton, Program Director for Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. I've been working with this ministry for nearly three years. I have to tell you, I'm so blessed the Lord has connected me with Pastor Michael and the entire staff at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. I've worked with quite a few ministries, and I'm going to be honest with you, I can be skeptical. Well, if I'm really honest, judgmental right off the bat because of my past experiences working with other ministries. I'd think, okay, they seem kind and loving. Let's see how long this lasts. Anyway, the point I'm making is that Pastor Michael and the entire staff, and I mean the entire staff, are wonderful people. Did you know before we end a staff meeting with prayer, we end it with making a list of people who need or are asking for prayer and pray for them too. I can go on and on about the staff, but time's ticking away. If you've been listening for some time, I want to let you know from my experience, Pastor Michael is a good man. He cares about the mission the Lord has placed before him. He loves his church, and he loves you. Why else would he speak the truth even when you don't want to hear it? This podcast exists because of him and the Lord's gift to him. We would love to expand this ministry to be on more radio stations, and we need your help to do it. Before we can add a radio station, we need our largest radio station airtime bill to be completely funded by listeners like you. That price per year is $44,500 a year. Now let's get transparent. Walk in Truth has been on the air since 2012, thanks to our church. Last year, 16 listeners outside our church collectively gave nearly $1,500. We were so grateful and excited to see growth. I mean, really excited. This year, in all its uncertainty, has surprised us and given us so much hope. So far, 191 listeners have collectively given nearly $11,000. It's amazing, right? We would love your help and support to raise the remaining $33,500. Monthly partnership is what we need. Can you commit to giving at least $1 a month? We have a lot of podcast listeners, and if even half commit between $1 and $5, we will make our goal. If everyone thinks, well, others will give that $1 a month, I don't need to then most won't give. Your monthly partnership is needed. If you're a new listener, please only help by praying for our ministry and its mission to equip people with God's truth. But if you've listened for some time and you're starting to see Walk in Truth as I do, please commit to giving $1 to $5 a month. Or if you're already a monthly partner, upping your gift by $5. Please visit walkintruth.com today to give your tax-deductible donation. That's walkintruth.com. And thank you. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. I find it compelling, because the other views that I've heard, even though largely held by the early church or picked up by the Reformers back to 2 Thessalonians, uh, doesn't mean they're right. Now, they could be right, but... It could well be Michael, that Michael is holding back. Remember, he even has the power to defeat Satan in Revelation 12, I believe. And so he's, he's been uh, doing some sort of restraining if that view is correct. Whatever the correct view is, what we do know is that there's some restraining influence that could be rendered both neuter and masculine that is holding back the revealing of this man of lawlessness. This mystery of lawlessness back in chapter 2, verse 7, has already been working, just like the uh, Antichrist has already been in the world and will ultimately be manifested in in a final Antichrist. But there's a restraining influence, and he will restrain end of seven until he is taken out of the middle or out of the way, until he steps aside. Now, here's what will happen. And then, 2 Thessalonians 2, 8, after the restrainer steps aside, 
that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord, that's Jesus, will slay or consume or overthrow with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end or destroy by the appearance of his coming. The word appearance there is the Greek word epiphania. The word coming is parousia or parousia, the word for the second coming. I don't know how you can think or come to the conclusion that this already happened in history, like in the Roman Empire, for example, if the man of lawlessness will ultimately be destroyed by the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody with me? So I, I believe that you have to have a future reality of this. Even if you've had some sort of manifestations of some of this in the past, in some ways, ultimately this has to be a second coming reality because Jesus is going to slay the dragon, if you will, by the brightness of his coming. Amen? And that's the really good news is that whoever this person is, and remember I told you last week we got to be careful. We don't try to pin the tail on the Antichrist, right? But the world is ripe for this kind of leader to arise. Right now, things are in place where it wouldn't shock me at all. The world is shrunk. The whole world is suffering uh, the uh, economic systems of the, of the world are interdependent. Many countries are falling apart as a result of COVID. It, it wouldn't be beyond uh, imagination at this point. Israel's back in the land. They're making plans to rebuild a, a temple. Look, folks, I'll just tell you this. I don't know when this is going to happen, but I would just keep your eyes open. And this is not a good time to be playing around with your walk with Jesus Christ. It's never a good time, but I would say now's not a good time either. And this is a time to have your eyes open and to ask the Lord for discernment. Amen? For discernment. Because the American church has largely been asleep. And I have to tell you, I'm going to get on my hobby horse here for a second. Because pastors have placated to the people. Many people have no clue. They've never heard what I'm talking about. And they're never going to hear it on a Sunday morning because we're too busy trying to make them feel good about themselves. You're okay. We're okay. We're all okay. Say it again. You're okay. We're okay. We're all okay. Bling! We're, it's like, okay, look. There's a place for encouragement. Not here, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, when do you do it, Pastor Michael? Okay, look, the next section, I'll have some encouragement for you. Please come back next Sunday. I'll encourage you, I promise. I'll smile a lot. But right now, <laughs> I'm dealing with the text. You want to know it? Here it is. This is what Paul says. The good news, I got some good news for you. Jesus Christ is going to destroy this character. Destroy means he will make him null and void. He will make him idle. His coming will be so bright, this guy will melt in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This guy's a phony. He'll make his appearance, but only for a quick moment. Isaiah 11.4 says, But with righteousness... He will judge the poor, speaking of Messiah, decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth, Isaiah eleven four. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. 
Revelation uses the same sword picture coming out of the Lord's mouth, destroying his enemies. Detailed picture of it is in Revelation 19. It's too good not to turn there. We're going to go quickly. Revelation 19, towards the end of your Bibles. Take a look. Jesus is depicted as coming on a war horse. This is an end times uh, scene. It's beautiful just to read it, and it goes in concert with 2 Thessalonians 2, what we just read. Revelation 19.11 says, I saw heaven opened. Revelation 19.11, behold, a white horse. He who sat on it is called faithful and true. In righteousness he judges and wages war. Revelation 19.12. His eyes are a flame of fire. Upon his head are many diadems or crowns. He has a name written upon him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may smite the nations. He will rule them with a rod of iron, and he will tread the winepress. He treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying to all the birds which fly in the midheaven, come, assemble for the great supper of God, in order that you may eat the flesh of kings and, all, and the flesh of commanders, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and those who sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free men, slaves, small and great. And I saw the beast, and the kings of the earth and their armies assembled to make war against him who sat upon the horse and against his army. And the beast was seized, and with him the false prophet, we, we studied this last time in Revelation 13, who performed signs in, the, in his presence, by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone. And the rest were killed with the sword which came from the mouth of him who sat upon the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. You've been listening to The Restrainer and The Strong Delusion, Part 2, on Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6-12. through 12. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, Michael Lance is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in Corona, California. If you live anywhere in Southern California, we would love it if you joined us for any of our church services, Bible studies, or one of the many events that we do throughout the year. Stay up to date by downloading the Living Truth app. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Now, I know some people struggle with Christians and truth and uh, you know, maybe uh, you guys are so narrow, you only believe there's one way. Well, here's a positive spin on that. At least God made a way. <laughs> he could have condemned the whole world, but he made a way. And amazingly, he made that way through his son by offering his son to die for us. That is amazing love. And that is the truth. And I would encourage you, if you've not met the one who is the truth, Jesus, that's what he claimed. He said he's the only way into God's family, into the Father, to the Father's house. John 14, 1 through 6. You can come to know him. He is literally a prayer away. Now, the Bible does say you need to repent of your sin and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
And you can cry out to him right now. If you're driving, you can keep your eyes open and say, Lord Jesus, save me. If you're a prodigal, you can come home. Father, forgive me. I'm coming home. If you're a Christian and you're just struggling with faith or you just need a word of encouragement, here it is, man. Hold on. God is good. And he who began a good work in you, he will finish it. He will perfect it to the day of Christ, which is the day of the Lord. God always finishes what he starts. He's always true to his promises. You can make it. If you need prayer, reach out to us. 844-48-TRUTH. Normal business hours, 9 to 4, Tuesday through Friday. Prayer requests, walkintruth.com. Visit our fellowship in Corona. You might say, hey, I like the teaching. I appreciate what this church is about. It's mission. It's vision. I want to worship with them. All right? Download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Red logo with the pillars. You'll get info, directions. We're right here, right off the 91 freeway and Lincoln Avenue in Corona. All of it can be found at walkintruth.com. Hey, we'll catch you right here tomorrow. God bless you. See you then. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. So if you can, please give that $5 donation at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6-12, through 12, called the restrainer, and the strong delusion. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.